Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Hello listeners and welcome to Season 3 of the Stephen and Arjun Football Podcast. Brought to you once again by Starstruck Bakery and Misuboy SG. We wrapped up Season 2 with the conclusion of the Euros. So to kick off Season 3, ahead of the 2021-2022 Barclays Premier League season, we are doing a team-by-team discussion for every top 6 team. So to start off the team-by-team review, in this episode, we are discussing anything and everything Liverpool Football Club. Joining me once again is my co-host Stephen, who's a passionate Liverpool fan himself. So Stephen, welcome back. Thanks, Arjun. Thanks, Arjun. Glad to be back. Yeah. Also joining us today is Darren, a fellow Liverpool fan who is a member of Stephen's Liverpool Fan Discussion Group. Welcome aboard, Darren. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited Liverpool. to be here. Liverpool Fan Discussion Group, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so first off... Sounds very insulting to Arjun. <laughs> first off, to dive right into the discussing about Liverpool. Stephen, um, given that this is pre-season, we're talking about Liverpool's transfer business. Uh, Liverpool have already signed Konate and were linked with Saul, but looks likely that Saul is heading to Barcelona in a swap deal with Griezmann right now. Uh, what is your general thoughts on Liverpool's transfer business so far? And who would you say that Liverpool should need to sign, or maybe they already have, who is an ideal Wijnaldum replacement? Yeah, firstly now, I'm very excited to start Season 3 of this podcast. Yeah, regarding your question, now is a transfer season. Of course, now that we have signed, uh, recently signed Ibrahima Konate as the, uh, the fourth central defender, I feel that he came a season too late, given the fact that Dejan Lovren left us at the start of last season. And with him around last season, we could have we could have, have somebody senior as a fourth-choice centre-back instead of resorting to seniors, uh, resorting to juniors like Rhys William and Ned Phillips. Yeah, regarding the questions of, about... um. Uh, Gini Wijnaldum. It's it's sad that he left us, but yeah, now we have to look forward to see who should be the ideal ideal replacement. Like. And the fact is that uh, Klopp has a lot of midfielders in his disposal. Even before Wijnaldum left, you know, we, we still have, other than the usual first-choice three midfielder of Fabinho, excluding Wijnaldum, that is, Fabinho, Henderson, and probably um, Navi Keita if he is on form. And then on the bench, we have uh, James Milner, Oxley chamberlain Curtis Jones, yeah, three of these midfielder, and we have a midfielder who, who just come back on loan from Porto, Marco Gujic, uh, kind of well, a midfielder, attacking midfielder like Shakiri as well, who can play in an attacking midfielder role. Yeah, so we, we have a lot in the in the squad to rotate around. So I would say, do you think another perfect replacement would be, you know, pr- probably somebody like um, Saul or even Yuri Tillemans from, from Leicester, but even if they don't come, I feel a cheaper alternative would be Bisuma uh, from Brighton. I don't mind him as well. But if, let's say, Klopp decide that, okay, we have a lot of midfielding on disposal, he want to give one last chance to players like Keita and Oxford Chamberlain, then, then I'm okay with that. You know. Also, um, I feel that this season, Curtis Jones should be able to step up for a more bigger role compared to last season, given the fact that he has 
eased, he has been he has been eased into the first team setup last season by Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, so to be honest, if you ask me as a Liverpool fan, I'm quite I'm quite happy with with with, with our options actually. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, Derek, given Stephen's answer that he's pretty satisfied with Liverpool's options, given that Liverpool still have the likes of Fabinho, the likes of Thiago, uh, captain of course, Kevin Henderson, and uh, yeah, uh, those who are in the reserves so far, Nabi Keita, uh, I guess Shakiri who can play attacking midfield. Uh, what would you say about the Liverpool options? Would you say a replacement for Wijnaldum is needed to be bought? Or Liverpool already have enough midfielders. Actually, first off, I, I don't think we, we should buy any midfielders. Uh, because I think I, I, I think I think even ever since last season, our midfielders has always been quite crowded with like a lot of talents. It's just that the problem with Liverpool's team is that we always have a lot of injured players, uh, especially especially Nabi Keita. So but but the thing is we have uh, we, we we have a player called Curtis Jones, so I I would say that if, even though if we lose Wijnaldum, I I feel like there's a lot of players currently in the Liverpool team which uh, who can replace him, uh. and and I I will hope to see Curtis Jones play play more in the first team, because I think that he's a quality player. He's he's also uh he's also from the youth ranks, and I'm I'm actually a supporter for for Liverpool youth players to to be promoted to the first team, so. So I'm I'm not at all disappointed at it. And actually, the thing is, I don't actually I, I don't follow the transfer market that much because I because I, I think I've been so supporting Liverpool for ten years and more and most of the time when I uh read the tra- transfer transfer news, ninety five percent are all are all rumors. Uh. So like so so that's why I don't actually trust the the football media that much until uh the the signings are confirmed. And as uh and as for the defender uh the defenders, um our new signing uh Ibrahima Konate. So I actually I haven't seen Konate play that much, but I heard that he's a really good player. So I hope that he he, he can be in the first team for many years alongside Van Dijk. And hopefully he's he, he he won't be injured that much. Huh? Yeah. So that's all. Yeah, so interesting talking about uh, central defenders as well. Uh, Liverpool just signed Konate and this means that Liverpool have four senior centre-backs at their disposal right now and three uh, youth centre-backs in the first team as well. Uh, the likes of Van Dijk if, when he comes back from injury and then Liverpool have Gomez, Matip uh, and then now Konate as well. And then they have Phillips, Williams and Davies so that makes it seven centre-backs. Uh, one would assume that, of course, Van Dijk would start when he comes back and Konate, since he is the new signing, would probably start alongside him. So does that mean that Gomez and Matip would sit on the bench or would you loan out uh, the likes of Joe Gomez, for example? Stephen, what do you think about this? Okay, so Konate to me is still a question mark. Like, it's, it's still a very big question mark, despite the, you know, the, the hype about him. But I feel the hype, the hype about Konate comes after Liverpool signed him and not before. So I still do not know, you know, how good he is, you know, given the fact that I have not heard of him before before Liverpool signed him. Yeah, so um so for me right now during preseason, I still feel my starting starting central center back pairing will be Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. Uh given the fact that they are the center back pairing that won us the league two seasons ago. Yeah, and probably Matip and Konate would be would be the would be the centre back pairing that 
is that will be on the bench for now. Yeah, Konate is still young. He's 22 years years of age. So, so, so we will see how how he develops um um uh, in this season lah. Probably we'll we'll go through the route taken by uh, Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson actually was eased into the squad by Jurgen Klopp, whereby he spent half a season, you know, on the sideline training. I think Fabinho as well. He went through the same thing, training, training alongside the squad, understand the the Jurgen pressing of Jurgen Klopp before before you know being a first team regular. So probably that 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 will be the case for Konate as well. As for the three centre back, I feel. Davis Davis has not been uh, um, um, playing has not played a game uh, in the Premier League so far and and yeah I have not seen him anywhere near the first team I, and I don't predict to see him anywhere near the first team in the near future I feel I feel he, Klopp signing him was uh, was an emergency as an emergency um, plan since last season we had this centre-back crisis yeah so probably we will we, we will move in on and probably hopefully get a profit out of him as well <laughs> Given that we signed him for two million from Presenov and and yeah, Williams, Williams and Phillips are both very very young defenders. Probably Williams, I will send him out on loan, and uh, for a championship side. Whereas for Phillips, I will send him out on loan on a, to a Premier League side with an option to call back, uh, for emergency cover as well. Yeah, probably if if I'm Jurgen Klopp, that would be my plan. Right. That's a very interesting analysis of uh, Liverpool's uh, centre-back situation. I, talking, speaking about Ben Davies, you're mentioning that he might not have many chances. Uh, he might even be sold. Uh, I did come across an article which mentioned that Liverpool might keep Ben Davies um, as one of the requirements to have the homegrown players ratio in the squad. So, Darren, what do you think about Liverpool's centre-back conundrum, uh, especially... Who who do you think will be the starting centre back pairing as well as who you expect to sit on the bench and who do you think will be loaned also? Oh, did I hear that right? So Liverpool are planning to keep Davis just to meet that homegrown rule, is it? Uh yeah, that's that's just one article that I read. I'm not sure how verified mm. it is, but I mean I mean that could be the only reason they want to keep him if they do keep him. Okay, that's interesting because I I. I think for me, Davis has always been like Liverpool's panic buy alongside uh, Ozan Kabak. So uh, I yeah yeah last season yeah uh, last season Van Dyke Gomez and Matip they 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 injured so so that's why there's only like Fabinho who who is like the first the 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 the, the first team to 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 play as a backup centre back and and we actually bought like bought bought like two 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 players in so. Mm, I, I feel like, I feel like we should sell Davis because the the Davis has always been like the emergency option and 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 if you look from Klopp's point of view, I don't think he, he he's ever going to start him. Now. Um, and I do hope um Nathaniel Phillips will stay in the stay stay in the Liverpool team for 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 next season because I. Because I feel like he has been convincing enough to to be at least be the backup for for the for the centre back pairing up, and I I I still agree with uh Stephen as in uh I feel like Van Dijk and Gomez will will still be the the go to for for the first for the first team pairing, um alongside uh with with Martin and Konate as as the backups, but 
I feel like if we have we also have Philips, we 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 can do like more like a, a ro rotation basis. Uh. So, um, I think another problem with with um Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool team is that he tends to always like to play the first team uh for every single match. Like like if you if you see like Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, they 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 play like most they play like almost every single game. So and which which is also which uh which, which is also could be bad for, for the backups because the backups um there there are there are some by there there are some by club but they are not being utilized uh, properly. So I think I think this is why um I I I feel like I feel like your club should should do more like a ro uh, rotation basis where where you actually give like uh, other players uh, a bit more chance to 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 sort around and and another advantage is also um also to provide this kind of un unpredictability uh for other opponents so that so 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 that where 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 they face the defenders. If they face like different defenders, they'll 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 tend to um, the 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 opponents will will tend to to play to 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 play differently lah, and and they might not know like how 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 the Liverpool defense tactics work lah. So 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 the flexibility I feel like is is more important. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's all. Yeah. Very good analysis. Mm. So on uh, from both of you about uh Liverpool's defensive situation going into next season. Uh, we've been speaking a lot about Liverpool's defence. Now, just to switch tech and talk about Liverpool's attack, um, this has been a very divisive question. I think for a couple of seasons now, Roberto Firmino as uh, Liverpool striker, is he good enough to be Liverpool's starting striker? There are sections of fans that argue that, uh, just, just to provide Liverpool, uh, for Firmino's stats last season in the Premier League, nine goals, seven assists in 36 appearances. Well, it's definitely not a bad stat, but there are a lot of fans who argue that uh, for a starting striker in a potentially title-winning team, uh, it it's not good enough and should be doing better than that. Uh, so starting from Stephen, Stephen, what do you think are your thoughts on Roberto Firmino's role and whether it's good enough for Liverpool uh, to have a striker who doesn't produce that kind of stats and whether does he uh, give Liverpool something else in terms of performance to compensate. Yeah, we always we, we have always been saying as a Liverpool fan that Roberto Firmino's game is much more than you know his goals and assists. And yeah, I think you clearly point out that that um Firmino's step last season was uh, nine goals and seven assists from a central striker point of view. And the fact is that his goal output has been decreasing since since you know the 2016 2016 2017 season uh when uh yeah when we first had the the, the front three of Firmino, Mane and Salah yeah so it's true that um Firmino's output is not not up to par for potential title challenging team but but it is also a fact that he he has to drop deep a lot of times so that it it creates the space because when he drops deep he actually pulls the center back with him and it creates the space for Mane and Salah to cut in from, cut in from the from the wings because with him dropping deep, then you have the 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 the, the space in the middle for for our wingers to cut in, and and generally I feel last season Liverpool is quite underwhelming. I feel, uh, in a attacking point of view, other than Salah, I feel Mane and Firmino, 
uh, underperform. I feel Mane also returned a stat of eleven goals and seven assists. Yeah, it's just two two more goals compared to Firmino. So Mane didn't perform as well as uh, uh, as good as he was a few seasons back as well. And yeah, I think I feel that is the reason why um Jurgen Klopp signed uh, Diogo Jota last season to provide to provide competition to uh Firmino, um uh, in the in the centre forward position. And he did replace him at uh, at some point after he scored the hat trick against Atlanta in the Champions League. There were a lot of talks about you know who will Jurgen Klopp start as in the centre forward position in the next Premier League match, and he did start uh Diogo Jota to match him up with Mane and Salah, and and yeah, it, you know it, it turned out well. Just that that crucial point in a crucial moment, you know, in the uh sixth match in the Champions League group stage, the dead rubber against Michelin. Klopp started Yota and he was injured in that match and you know subsequently he was out for, for two to three months. So again I mentioned that match a lot of times because I feel that Klopp made a mistake in setting Yota for that dead rubber match. You know, it was useless. It was, you know, you could have started some origi for all I care, you know. Because it, it has no no meaning, you know, we have already secured a top spot in the group. Yeah, so so um so yeah, I feel I feel that the competition really did did help Firmino uh at the start of last season, but then you know his form you know with Yota injured again his form deep, yeah. So now again the question is whether he is he should be the 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 the, the starting 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 striker for Liverpool. I feel I feel if both Yota and Firmino are on form. Uh, meaning to say, we go back to pre-Michelin post Atlanta game, where Yota hit a hat trick when both they are both on form. I feel that Yota it should be the starting, uh, should be the starting striker for for Liverpool. Yeah, and maybe Firmino, or or even we can play a four-two-three-one, where the three would be Mane, Firmino, and Salah, and then Yota as the centre forward. Yeah, that that could be a, a an alternative as well. Thanks, Stephen, for the analysis about uh, Roberto Firmino's uh, situation for Liverpool. Jared, do you think you agree with Stephen's analysis about Roberto Firmino that his contribution for Liverpool in Jurgen Klopp's system uh, can't really be quantified by numbers? Hmm. Okay. Let's think about let 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 us think about last season in general. Last season is actually pretty weird because um, we we have the pandemic, right? So most of the stadiums are, are closed. And the, the, the thing is, for, for, for all the years that Liverpool have been playing, they, they always play with, with, with supporters. And I feel like the supporters actually play a very, very big, massive role in the, in the Liverpool's performance. So I, I think it's not just like Roberto Firmino who, who is dipping in form. Even, even Sadio Mane is actually not, not, not scoring that much uh, last season. And... And all the goal outputs are, are actually more heavy, reliant, reliant on Muhammad Salah. So back to uh, the Firmino case. From, from the first time I saw Firmino play and, and how Jurgen Klopp is playing him, I, I always think of, I, I, I never actually thought of uh, Firmino as like the natural number nine goal scorer. He, he, I, I don't think he's, he's something like uh, Fernando Torres or maybe like a Luis Suarez type of player, but he has his own um, type of set skills, which is he's a very creative player. So, so 
Uh, I would say I would say Firmino's role is more like the Thomas Müller role back in Bayern Munich, where he's more like the uh, I would say he's more like a false nine type of player, where he where where as what Steven say he he draws the, the defenders close to him while also providing the attacking support to to Mane to Mane and Salah. So with this kind of play, you you cannot expect Firmino to actually like score a lot of goals because. Most of the time, he, he's not actually involved in in, in the goal that uh that, that much be, be because be, because his his main role is to actually provide uh more attacking output to Mane and Salah. So he I would say that Firmino is is different to like Levin, to the players like Lewandowski and or Harry Kane because be, be because with Lewandowski and Harry Kane they are like the target man. So everyone will 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 try to like cross cross or pass with these players so so that. Uh, he can con- they they can control up a goal. So unless if Klopp plans to change that tactics, which he plays Firmino as more of a target man, more like a forward, more like a, a number nine striker, I feel like his goal scoring output can be improved because we can we we we, we because we have also seen um Firmino scoring goals. On his day, like he 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 can easily score a hat trick anytime. Just that, um, I think it also depends on Jurgen Klopp's um thinking of how how he wants to play Firmino and how he wants to play his attacking players. And I feel like uh when when Liverpool signed Jota, um it it, it because I because previously Liverpool signed Jota is because of like Firmino's um. For Firmino's form of like not 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 scoring that much goals, be because Firmino has been playing too much as as like the false nine trying to dictate the the attacking play. So that's why they actually signed Jota as the attacking player to 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 more more on the offensive side to to actually score the goals. So I feel like I feel like in a I feel like the the perfect situation will be to play both. Jota and Firmino, like like what Steven said, so maybe play like a four-two-three-one. Firmino will be uh, the attacking player, and then Jota will be will 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 be the target man to 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 score to score the goals, and and not and not just and I feel like with with Jota with, with Jota in, in in our team, um, I feel like I feel like Liverpool's uh attacking uh uh attacking play can 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 be much better, and I can predict that. Liverpool can actually score more goals with, with with four with four of them playing together, much 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 like previously when when we have Coutinho as the attacking midfielder, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a very very interesting analysis about Roberto Firmino's role in the Liverpool attack. So we've spoken about Liverpool's defense, we've spoken about Liverpool's midfield as well as Liverpool's attack. Now before we wrap up the podcast, uh, I I just wanted to ask. You guys, what do you think it will be Liverpool's realistic target in terms of uh, where they should aim for the Premier League, uh, where they should aim to finish in the Champions League as well as the domestic cups? So, Stephen, starting from you, what do you think is a realistic target uh, for Liverpool to aim for this season? Um, equal Manchester United's title title record at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you yeah. so to aim for the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like as a as a Liverpool fan, you know, winning Premier League is it 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 felt better winning the Premier League after uh than the Champions League. I feel, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just just want to be the again, you know, go back to the top of the English football as the most successful club in the English football. Because if you win, you know, winning, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is that winning the 20th English Premier League trophy or uh, English first division title is better, is a better feeling than winning the seventh Champions League for now, I would say. If you get what I mean, because it is it's a record breaking 20th, or, oh, sorry, record equaling title, title, you know, to win. Yeah, yeah. So, so, what... so that would be my again. But, but having said mm-hmm. that, I feel. I feel um okay uh like what Darren said earlier you know other than the center back center back uh crisis that we had last season the the other thing that that greatly uh, affected Liverpool is the lack of fans you know Anfield has been empty you know it's 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 been a weird place you know? so 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 to not have the atmosphere to I feel that I feel it really helps particularly for Liverpool Football Club it really helped them uh in terms of their 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 their, their game and the um, how they play, you know, the, the motivation, uh, the team for the team, yeah, you know, and that's the reason why we lost an unprecedented six uh, defeat in a row last season. Yeah, with no fans, you know, very quiet, you know, the team lost its motivation and its direction. So, so they find it very, very hard to, to, to get back to the groove of winning games again. Yeah, so probably Premier League for me, but it will be a tough one considering City, uh, you know, uh, United signing Sancho, uh, Sancho, uh, Chelsea going for Holland and City going for Grealish. You know they are all signing big players and Liverpool are kind of slow. I feel in the transfer market. Yeah. Uh, but how about in the Champions League and the domestic cups? The League Cup for me is a uh, if 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 club treat it as a as a training for young players, I have I I don't mind. You know let let Pep wins it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, probably we'll need a, a good run in the FA Cup considering the fact that um I feel I feel our 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 backup team is quite good uh to, to at least compete to the late late later stages of the FA Cup. For the Champions League wise, yeah, um I hopefully for a group group draw for now. Uh I don't know where we'll where we'll go in the future. Yeah, but even so I said last season Real Madrid wasn't as good as, as they were uh previously. But then again, we still we still got knocked out by by Madrid. So yeah, we shall see. Given the fact that Liverpool is now in pot two of the Champions League this season, so uh no longer pot one as they were in the previous two seasons. So yeah, we shall see how the group stage goes. How about you, Darren? Do you agree with Stephen's um ambitions for Liverpool this season? I feel like Liverpool can go for Boga if if let's say if the uh, if let's say the fans the stadium is full for the for the whole season, I I, I don't see why I, I don't see why, why Liverpool can go for both. Because the 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 thing about Liverpool is um like, like I, I, I supported Liverpool for, for so many years and um I always feel like Liverpool has the has a tendency to to win games not by skill but more towards the, the 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 fighting spirit and also and 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 also the supporters, uh, I would say like a, a supporters uh voice uh. so the emotion the, the emotion yeah, the out of the game yeah. exactly yeah so I I I feel I feel I'm I'm tied to um Liverpool football club is also because of the passion of, of the passion of how 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 they actually put in the game the thing is I. Of course, I like watched Steven say like I I I love I love Liverpool to win another Premier League, 
just for that bragging rights to be like the 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 kings of England again. Uh. Um, <laughs> but in the end, I feel like the most important thing about football is is the entertainment. Uh. Like I like the thing is like if you keep on like keep we, we winning is a good feeling, but sometimes if you win too much, it might it might also it might also uh, tend to be a bit boring. Uh. And Liverpool has uh, throughout the history has always been the the most entertaining uh, football club where they can they 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 they, they can beat like any a, any other club at uh, any time or they can just lose to any club anytime. Like like they can just like beat Crystal Palace 7-0 and then they can just lose uh, to Stoke City by 6-0. So it's a bit like a roller coaster ride and sometimes that that type of feeling is also can it is it, also what, what what makes you love love Liverpool football club because they are they are, they are, they are just that interesting to watch. Uh. And yeah, I my my every season target is, oh, is always the same. I I do hope Liverpool win trophies, but at the same, but I think the most important thing is I hope that Liverpool uh can can play their games more entertaining. Yeah. If it if, if they I, I rather I rather see a four four three with uh winning game than a one nil victory every uh, every day. Uh. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that's not good, but um, I'm just not a Mourinho fan, uh. let, let's that, say, I, I don't like to talk about that. that. That's not good if you're a football manager, but that's really good if you're a fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, after all, football, football is an entertainment, right? <laughs> yes. yes, true, 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 true. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that was a really uh, fantastic discussion about your football club today. Uh, Darren, thank you for joining us on this podcast discussing about Liverpool. Yeah, happy to join. I, I actually do hope to, to, to join more of this podcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, def- we'll definitely invite yeah. you for future podcast episodes. Yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I'm happy to join. Yeah. And Stephen, once again, thank, thank you for your insights on Liverpool as well. No problem, no problem. My pleasure to share. So, listeners, we have reached the end of our uh, Season 3, Episode 1 discussing about everything about Liverpool Football Club ahead of the 2021-2022 Premier League season. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Star Strike Bakery and Miss Boy SG. Thank you and stay safe.